the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. We are proudly the only show on real estate that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, from soup to nuts, from top to bottom, buying, closing, anything. And somehow or another, everything has to do with real estate. It always comes up. Today, we have a special lineup of guests, so make sure you stay tuned. At 10 a.m., we will be joined by my friend, and real estate expert and strategist, Stephen Moranis. Uh, Stephen is a c- columnist for the Financial Post. He's the former president of the Toronto Real Estate Board and former director of the Canadian Real Estate Association. And I can tell you that Stephen and I know each other, I don't want to say how long, but we both worked with Merrill Lynch in real estate for many, many years. At 10.30, we'll be joined by Anne-Marie Plarr, author of Shared Housing, a guide book for finding and keeping good housemates. Anne-Marie also offers classes. Her website is uh, http www.sharinghouses.com. At 11, we'll be joined um, by Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson is the communication director for the Community Housing Improvement Program he has a success, successfully crafted media campaigns to educate elected officials and the public on the problems. Before joining, Chip Michael was the executive editor of the City and State magazine. Please tune into our show on, on Saturdays at 9, 7, The Answer, and you can find me at Dottie Herman. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or on any of the social media things, and also be able to get our show if you go on my site. Good morning, Stephen, and I um, hope that you're staying on for the two hours. I thought my guest was coming at 11. I'm not sure if they're on at 11 or 10.30, but I hope that you'll stay. We have, uh, you always have such exciting news, and, and, and not only is Stephen versed in Canada, but he's just versed in real estate. He's one of the smartest guys I know. Um, how's everything going? Well, Dottie, that is way too kind. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. I can I, I can hang in for the two hours, and uh, I just want to say, uh, Canada, we only have one Major League Baseball team, which is the Toronto Blue Jays, and we're all sort of on pins and needles right now and hoping that we can make the playoffs. So uh, I think we've got six games home-and-home home against the Yankees, that, uh, and I think we've got – I think uh, – Two more with Boston. We beat Boston and Toronto last night, and uh, 
you know, that's definitely one way that we're connected in North America is Toronto's, you know, got a big sports city with a Maple Leaf hockey team, the Raptor basketball team, and, and now Blue Jays baseball. Hopefully we can uh, get into the playoffs. So we're, you know, just want to hopefully some uh, Americans are, are you know, Canadian uh, and Toronto team sports fans, and uh, we appreciate that. Um, I think we're just one big, great And if I I can say anything to anyone who's not been to Canada, first of all, if you want to, you can drive it. I mean, I've driven to Canada. It's a long ride. What is it, about eight or nine hours? But you can do it. And I I think it's one of the most charming. It reminds me of, I don't want to say a cleaner New York, but I just want to say it's just like everything is there, the best restaurants, everything is spotless. The people are really friendly, and it's really just a great place to see. And uh, you know, if you've never been there, I would definitely consider going to Canada. It's a special, special place. Before I go any further, oh, I, I just yeah. I mean, am I wrong? No. Well, I just want to. I just want to say it's a, it's a pretty easy nine nine to ten hour drive from manhattan to toronto uh we we've done it a bunch of times uh sometimes it's it's you know especially now with the uncertainty of airplane travel it's uh, it's it's more reliable and, and predictable to drive um so yeah it's come, come up and visit it's a great place to visit and and uh you know spend some free time if if you're if you have it and uh you know it's a very diversified city a lot of different cultures, ethnicities. Um, yes. You know, it's it's a microcosm of New York City. It's it's, you know, we're not as large in population, but it's uh, you know a lot of the same things that that your sit, wonderful city offers. You know, we have on a smaller scale. Now, and I really would advise, and if not, and if you don't know where to go, you can always. Uh, Email me or text me at dottieherman.com or go to one of my sites, and I will sh- sure that Stephen will be glad to give you some of the places that you should visit. But it is just truly a wonderful experience. And when I first started going to Canada, I really didn't know where I was going, so I just went, and it was wonderful. There was you know great restaurants, beautiful city, and I, I really think if you haven't been there, you're gonna enjoy it. And if you have been there, it's great for a second time you know trip before i go off with the, the the show and i want to do a little about today something that's really close to my heart and i am just i i'm crazy Stephen, about really learning more and more about artificial intelligence okay and now you know the schools and all the schools you know starting with young kids they're really teaching it and one of the things that i never want to do is as people sometimes get older, they don't, you know, they're, they're not used to things and they don't keep up with it. And I really do believe, and I could be wrong, it's just my speculation, that artificial intelligence is going to be, it, it's already a part of our lives, whether, we, whether everyone knows that or not. But I just think it's going to be just a completely big part of our lives. And there's a lot of pluses and there's a lot of, cons and they're you know debating that now so i want to talk a little bit that but before that i just want to give you a quick update on the um element report for um rentals because you've a lot of you've been asking for it for manhattan brooklyn and queens and 
Well, wait, well, Stephen, I guess I've I got to see how that compares with Canada. But for Manhattan, the average rental price reached new highs. Now, it was high as, it was so high, so it's hard to believe it even went higher. But the median rental prices remained at all-time highs for the fifth time in six months. And the listing inventory declined year over year, so there's less, which will keep it high. The number of new lease signings fell annually for the second consecutive month. And, you know, uh, new lease signings for new development rows, luxury listings, inventory declined, but it is totally at the highest. And um, Brooklyn also, you know, rose to an average new high. And if I'm mistaken, Queens also reached, so all Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, all are at new, new highs. And if I remember correctly, uh, the rents in New York were an averaging like 4500 4, a month, which is, uh, when you think about it, tough. Tough. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm exactly a little off. It was 4400 uh, And so... To me, that's really high. In Brooklyn, the uh, average rent was 3850 And uh, they just continue to still soar. So uh, if you're looking for a rental, you better get moving uh, because it's very competitive. There's not a whole lot of inventory. And, uh, and, the one, and, the, and the people that have renters are trying to just keep them. They don't want to go through a million renters, so they're trying to make deals that are you know, a little fairer because they don't want to have people come in and come out. So that's what's going on with uh, rentals. What's your rents like in Canada? We've got, uh, Dottie, the same sort of uh, trajectory. Canada's rental market is really facing a perfect storm. As, as prices hit uh, high, a new high in July, they're up, they're up 21% over July of t 2022. It was about uh, just hit around 2100 a month. Um, so it went up fairly significantly. It's all part of the fact that there is a real shortage of supply of, of uh, ownership housing, right? So it's, it's really put a, a push on, on the rental prices. Um, and, you know, we've got stories. There's one story, um, you know, certain provinces have rent control. I'm not sure. I think you've got that, you know, some New York City may have rent control in certain boroughs, but we've got in province of Ontario, the rent control is 2.5% um, what it was allowed to be increased. But there, there's ways around it. And there was some, you know, there was a story that hit the press this week that someone, um, you know, got a rent increase of 7900 a month. I mean, that's pretty steep, right? And they're fighting wow. it in fighting it in court. And, um, yeah, it's 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 definitely. I mean, for for our listeners, you can go to rentals.ca, rentals.ca, and that's probably the best um, you know place to just get an overview of uh, the Canadian rental market in in all you know Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto. It's it's a good source, and uh, you'll see um, that you know everything seems to be pushing towards driving rents to a complete new high. So we're facing the same kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, and there's, there's really a huge shortage of student housing, right? Because, you know, schools just started, the universities just started, 
we have a lot of international students and, you know, uh, people are fighting for, you know, there are you know, hundreds of people wait in line to get on in the queue to apply to get uh, rental apartments right now in Toronto. So it's, 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 it's a pretty serious uh, problem for sure. Well, I think that's happening all over. I'm not sure why. Um, um, I think that, you know, I think that a lot of people, this is just my read. And again, I want to specifically say that, so, yeah, this is my opinion, but I, I, you know, I pretty have a good sense of what's going on. Um, although no one can know for certain, but I kind of think this year, I don't know about in Canada, but this year kind of was like a, uh, a non-eventful year of real estate. Okay. I think a lot of people, you know, with the rising interest rates that went up to like they're in the sevens, um, a lot of people kind of, well, some of them were priced out of the housing market. There was very little inventory, so some people just kind of said, you know, let me just wait, and I, they just got out of it. And there was very little inventory, not much to pick from. So, you know, it just, you know, kind of was like a, I think it's kind of the uncertainties. And those people that did get mortgages during the pandemic that were at 3%, those people were just not moving because they're not going to move and go pay 7-something percent. So I think mm-hmm. it's kind of, it was like, you know, like a year where people just kind of sat back and really didn't do much, you know, they really didn't do much. It was like, you know, there's an election coming. People are just not certain. To, and when they're not certain, they're just sitting around. I think nope. that, you know, someone asked sure. me, what do, what do you see next year? And I see for the rest of this year, I don't know about Canada, but I see the rest of this year pretty much the same as was going on. But I do tell people, because I get, I get questions like, Dottie, should I wait till the interest rates come down before I buy a house? And I'm like, no, you should go out and look. And if you find the house you love, buy it. You can always refinance if the interest rates come down. Um you know, so it's what I did when the interest rates were like 16, 15% when I bought my first house. So it didn't stop me from buying or it didn't stop anybody from buying then. They all bought and then they refinanced. Uh, or you could do sometimes, you know, we talked a little about it last week. You can do a buy down where, you, you know, you buy down your mortgage. And sellers, you know, if you have, a, you know, you could be creative. And um, if you want your property to stand out, you could kind of say, you know, owner willing to pay points or owner willing to buy down the mortgage by a point. And it's really the same thing as maybe doing a price reduction, but it opens the door for certain people that might have not qualified or just don't have that much cash. Plus, it stands out. I mean, there's always things that are creative to do. So I would always tell you if if your property is... You know, if you're putting your property out, talk to your broker and see if you come up with something a little creative so that it just stands out. Okay. okay. Although we're not in a time where there's that much inventory. So mostly everything probably sells in about past 60 to 90 days. How about in Canada? Well, Same thing or no? Yeah, it's taking longer to sell days on market and sales to asking price is you know, under 100%. It's not like, you know, a lot of multiple offers and bidding. We're facing a a variety of challenges here, you know, increased interest rates, um, tightening up of credit. I mean, I've heard of pre-sale condo 
developers who sold 70, 80%, which was sort of the magic number to get their construction financing. So they're, they're sitting on, you know, 70, 80% of units pre-sold to be delivered four, five, six years out. And they're having trouble getting construction financing right now. So there's, there's a whole bunch of challenges, um, you know, throughout the market, um, you know, with respect to new construction. And I think even, even existing landlords with big portfolios of office buildings are having some credit crunches with respect to their debt. And, you know, you, you follow this as, as much as I do. I mean, some of the largest companies, um, that Brookfield defaulted on two big office building mortgages in LA over a billion and a half. And, you know, the rents are not coming in and, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these landlords are using uh, default as a, as a tactic to renegotiate. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I don't blame them, I guess. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to survive, but it's challenging, but it's interesting. And, and I think what we will find as we continue through, and I agree with you, I think the market in 24 is going to be somewhat flat and sideways. I think the unit sales will be down. I think average price is, is staying pretty way, pretty much sideways. But we there's going to be a lot of new innovative solutions to help people navigate through this uh, challenge, you know, challenging uh, time and the marketplace. And interesting, what's come come on 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 uh, sort of come on board right now is an opportunity to company in Canada that has just launched a financing co-ownership vehicle. It's called. Arboro, O-U-R-B-O-R-O, really interesting. So, you know, if you're not fortunate to kind of have What is a, that? You know, I, I, I didn't catch what that is. What is that? Arboro, O-U-R-B-O-R-O. I know, but what is it? They've, so they've created a, uh, a, a financing solution that they will loan you 50% of your down payment if you can't, you know, and that's the toughest thing for the younger generation is to scratch together the down payment of, you know, generally in Canada, you need 25% down to get, you know, a bank, uh, sort of triple A bank mortgage. Uh, the, the, the insured mortgages are less than 25% down and there's insurance. It's a lot more, you know, a, a, you know, there's probably 2% insurance over the borrowing rate. And so they're going to loan you 50%. It's a co-ownership deal. And you don't have to pay anything. So let's say you need a $200,000 deposit. They'll give you $100,000. they are basically on title. And they're in for a percentage of, you know, when you sell of the, of the profit, right? Well, that's so great. It's, that's, that's great. You it's, know, it's, we should have something yeah, so like that here. Because um, there's an article in the New York Times, actually on August 13th, it was this, and it's called The Struggle Towards Homeownership. And it's high yeah. rents force many young adults to live with their parents or roommates long term. And it really talks about the struggles that Generation Zs are having to find anything or be able to afford anything. That's a big issue. Um, so I don't, I, I'd love to talk about that more in the AI, but I think we have a guest coming on at 1030. So, Stephen, I hope you okay. stay with us because we're going to have to, I really, I'm going to have to navigate through this because I uh, usually have the guests on the second hour. So, we'll 
touch on that, and of course we'll talk about artificial intelligence. It might be at the uh, 11, in the second hour, though. Um, we'll be right back. You're listening to IO Real Estate. I'm here with Stephen Moranis. And please call us in with any of your questions, okay? You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is seventy nine ninety eight for a limited time. You can get this six pack towel set for only thirty nine ninety nine with promo code Joe P. That's a fifty percent savings. Go to mypillow.com, call eight hundred six five one zero seven nine eight. Use the promo code Joe P to save fifty percent on the MyPillow six pack towel sets. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement, hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid, cashing in on Congress's $350,000 retirement shocker, plus two more free reports, and an exclusive conference call with Bob Carlson answering your retirement questions. The newsletter, free reports, the conference call, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com, yourretirementwatch.com. That's yourretirementwatch.com. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Two things that hit a family budget the hardest, the price of gas and of groceries. Let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway. The grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries. Three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards, and 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries. That's $18,000 total. 
To enter, go to am970theanswer.com. Listen to AM970 The Answer on Alexa, tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're, again, you're listening to Eye on Real Estate. And remember, okay, you can always go to DottieHerman.com and click on Eye on Real Estate and listen, and you can find all the past episodes or anything that you missed. Okay, of course, you can listen online or you can go to my website. I'm here with Stephen Moranis, who uh, is a colleague of mine from Canada, but I am very pleased to announce a very special guest. Her name is Anne-Marie, and I hope I have the pronunciation right, Plorar. And she's the author of Sharing Housing, a guidebook for finding and keeping good housemates, and a founder of the nonprofit Sharing Housing Inc. Incorporation. Good morning, Erin Marie. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. And that is such a subject that really, this is the first time I've ever, and I've had a lot of different guests talk about this. <laughs> And it's really a dilemma when you're sharing houses. So before you start, because we've got a lot of questions for you, I like. Well, how did you get started? Like, what made you decide to get into? It? Yeah, like how did this all begin for you? The the spark for the idea came when my I had a friend who was complaining about her finances. We were talking on the phone, and I said, "Well, you have an asset. Use it." And she said, "What are you talking about?" And I said, rent a room in your house. And she did something that was almost like, I don't know how to do that. And I did something <laughs> like, well, I do. And she went, oh, yeah, you do. Because I'd been renting, I'd been having housemates for years, but nobody really thought much about it. And so we talked some more and she said, would you coach me? And I was like, huh. And I went, bing. <laughs> and interesting. So we t- chatted about it a little bit. And I got off the phone and started thinking about it. The next day, I was on a bus. I was living in Silver Spring, Maryland at the time. I was on a bus from Maryland to New York City. And I pulled out my laptop, and I wrote an outline for a book in two hours. Well, two hours? I just just downloaded it. You know, I had it in my head. I just had it in my head. And that, but then the, the project sat around. I'm sure listeners will understand. You get a good idea and you do something, and then life gets busy and you do other things. And so I, it sat around. You know, the outline was on various different computers. I moved to Vermont, which is where I am now in southern Vermont. And then there was a day when I heard myself say to myself, Are you ever going to do that project? And I thought about it a little bit, and I realized that it would be a deathbed regret if I didn't. And so I made a promise to myself to do it, and I wrote the book. It took three out, three years. Um, but that was the spark, because I had been living in shared housing for almost all my adult life, sometimes with um, partners, but when not with partners, with housemates, with people that I didn't know before we started living together. Okay, that's a so, great subject, because prior to you coming on, I just mentioned that the rents in New York City, and I have Stephen on who's in Toronto, they're off the wall. They're at the highest they've been. The average rent absolutely. in New York City is $4,500. That's the average Oh, my rent. God. Oh, okay. my gosh. <laughs> so, for yeah. sure, okay, you know, you really, unless, you know, you have 
I, I say unless you you are um, bank at the at the bank of mom and dad, which is the best bank to right. bank at. Okay, unless that's your bank. For some, you for you, some you really people, need to everybody. do something. Yeah, okay, and that's not many people. So this is a perfect. I mean, because there's so many people that have to do that, and um, again, it's so costly. So. So, so, and again, like, how do you pick them? And, you know, I mean, I, yeah. give us your, just it's a tell great us. question. So this is, this is what my book is about. So I wrote a book. It's called how to, Sharing Housing, How to Find and Keep Good Housemates. And it's quite literally the framework for how do you go from an idea, maybe I should have a housemate, to having somebody move in and what that would be like. And, oh, let me stop right here and say that no adult, wants to have a roommate. We want housemates, but roommates, okay. I think, are for camp and college, right? So, so you say it's the word housemate. Want? Housemate. I have to remember housemate. that. Not a roommate, a housemate. And here's the other piece, that what I want to have happen for people is that the person that they select who's compatible enough that they're, everybody's comfortable, and we'll come back to talk about how do we get there, um, that that relationship grows into what I call home mate. And my definition for a home mate is somebody who you like and respect, and those two pieces are very, very important, whose ways of living at home are compatible enough that everybody is comfortable. And those oh, and that's, the ways of living in. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's so important. I mean, even when I have, and I don't have housemates, but I even when people sleep over, there's certain people that I'm like, I'd rather them not if I can help it because, <laughs> you, know, it, you know, we're just, we're just not, not that we're not compatible personally, but we're not compatible in the way we live. And I'm a neat freak, so I can't have anybody that's even a little messy. Um, so how do right? I, yeah. I mean, and now, and I know that that seems stupid, but the truth is, like, I am such a neat freak. If anything is a little thing out of order, and if I have somebody that comes over who I might love, but they leave all their stuff around, they leave dishes in the sink, they, I'm like, I'm losing it. Okay, so right. of course you are, and I'm nodding my head, and you can't see me because this is exactly what I'm talking about. So you have to get clear. So, so to start finding the perfect person or a perfect, there's no one perfect person. There are many good people. Right. Um, you start by getting very clear on what you must have and what you can't live with. I already know you and I cannot live together because I'm looking over at a, at a table that's got clutter on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and no, I couldn't I sleep. I couldn't. I couldn't go to bed with. Right. I mean, really, that's how freaky I exactly. am. With that. But but there's somebody out there who's like, I can't live with clutter. I can't. Has, my house has to be clean. As could I possibly find somebody I could live with? And there you go. Right. So what I'm saying is, if you get clear on what you must have and what you can't live with, those create your first guardrails in terms of talking to people. Uh, because if they don't meet those, it won't work. So you so just you're, stop right so there. You, so, Anne-Marie, you're upfront about that. So when you meet a possible candidate, you discuss what your oh, needs yeah. are. 
what you must have. Even even before you meet somebody, you put it in your announcement. So, so can I, ladies, yeah. can I just can I just butt in for a second? Sure, sure. Marie, this is great. What what's the name of your book again? My book is called Sharing Housing: A Guidebook for Finding and Keeping Good Housemates. And you can find it on Amazon, and you can find it on my website, which is sharinghousing.com. And by the way, to everyone, mm-hmm. I will post this on, on my site and on Real Estate, so if you happen to be driving or something and you can't no, get this, this, is, we'll have it. This, this is great, Anne-Marie. In Canada, we, so there, there's already kind of the, um, the sort of – lists out there like we've got websites like groomgo.net and uh, iroommates.com and roomies.ca so you're sort of there's already kind of the quantity of people looking to get a roommate or you know you know look to be a roommate right um so you basically (laughs) our housemate and you you and it could be in, in a condo or an apartment or, or a house, right? And, right? and you've basically given the roadmap of how you screen and, and decide and pick who would be right for you. Is that, is that basically it, which sounds fantastic? I am, I, am abs- I am absolutely nodding my head, and I want to get in the information that I also offer a um, class via Zoom, four sessions, 75 minutes a week. Um, I call it Discovering Shared Housing. And it just so happens that the next core class starts on Wednesday, (laughs) this coming Wednesday. So um, this is an opportunity for people to learn the process and talk to other people and work with me um, through through this kind of thing. And people don't have to be committed to, to living in shared housing to take the class. They do need to be willing to pretend that they're ready to, because there are some exercises I want people to do. But I also offer the, that content as an online course, 24-7, 365. I call that Sharing Housing 101. And that's on our website, too. Um, and I also have a, a, a free class called five key benefits of shared housing because we haven't even gotten to talking about it's not just the money it's also the company it's also the help this is fascinating okay i really really and by the way if you send me that in a text i'll post the uh class that you're doing this is a fascinating subject more and more people have to do this okay and it's really difficult I am so thrilled to have Anne-Marie on. She's going to talk more about what to look for, how to do this, and how to find out if you're compatible. Because if you're not, it could be a disaster. We'll be right back, okay? With Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off the fall season by saving you $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They have been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five 
Burrows. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, you're going to receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy from Bay Ridge Honda, they will buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Ends 9-30-2023. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time. But Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. The first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study like their School of Business or Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes like United States Marine Corps Captain and Pilot John Jeremy Sachs. Sachs sustained fatal injuries when his military aircraft crashed during training killing him and five other service members. He is remembered by loved ones as courageous, brilliant, and devoted to his career, family, and friends. Sachs is survived by his wife, Amber, who gave birth to the second daughter three months after his death. Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the family home for Amber and their two daughters. The foundation has helped over 1,000 military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of a mortgage payment. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's T, the number 2, T.org. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, folks. It's Arthur Idala of the Power Hour every night here on AM 970 at 6 p.m. We try to bring you a lot of fun, a lot of energy with a lot of facts, a lot of inside scoop from the courtroom and from the streets of the city of New York with our special guests and our regular co-hosts, Sam Bellino, Joni, Alex, and whoever happens to be walking around the office. Tune in weeknights at 6 p.m. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back and um, here with Stephen Moranis and I have a special guest, um, Anne-Marie Pilar, and she is the author of Sharing Housing, a guidebook for finding and keeping good housemates and 
founder of the nonprofit Sharing Housing, Inc. You know, Anne-Marie, in the beginning of the show, it's so ironical, I was reading a, um, a New York Times Sunday, last Sunday's New York Times, and it had a struggle towards home ownership, and it has all these, you know, it, it has all these um, yep. Generation Zs, and they're saying, well, what they're... 85% of my income goes to rent. 75% yes. of my income goes to rent. So it's so hard for them to live. This is such a, a good idea, but it's also tricky. So tell us. Yes. You know, it's tricky. If you get the wrong person, it could be a living hell. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. but Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> true. The nightmare housemate. We all, so we tell all us, fear the nightmare housemate. What do you teach do you, people in the book? What I teach people is we've already talked about must-haves and can't live with. Those, those are the guardrails, right? And so that's the first place. Because if somebody doesn't meet them, they don't meet them, you, don't, don't, you can't pretend, oh, I could live with it. Forget it. You can't. Um, from there, you write an announcement. And what you're trying to do in the announcement is to attract a person who is a good fit for you. So you write what your must-haves and can't live with are, something about what you're looking for in terms of a housemate, whether you're um, looking to share meals or have be completely independent, that kind of thing, or what kind of person, something about yourself. And when you talk about what you're looking for, you have to be careful because we've got anti-discrimination laws. And although you are allowed to write an ad that says woman only or whatever, um, probably better not to do it. Just leave that alone and do it. Do that next piece in the screening. So you do your announcement, what it is, what the financial arrangements, et cetera, et cetera. And then you send your announcement in every single direction you could possibly think of. You send it to your friends, to your community, because the best housemates I've heard about in the 11 years I've been working on this um, are friends of friends of friends of friends. So, right, so you so you try to keep it local, like in your community, or sometimes towns have yeah. a, 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 a yeah. they have so, a, a home page that they will go to. That's exactly. a, that's a great so idea. Here, so here, here I, ironically or interestingly enough, I am currently in the process of looking for a housemate myself. And what has happened for me is I wrote a very clear description of what I was looking for, just not really long, right. and what I was offering, it's my house, and within two hours, I got an email from somebody who said, I just got forwarded this, here's the email, here's what I've been sending to my friends about what I'm looking for, and I just read it, and I went, bingo, and I haven't met her yet, I'm waiting to meet her, but I now have had two other people tell me this person is looking. And wow. people who like, people I like. So I'm feeling pretty confident, assuming that we're a fit. So let's keep going. So um, let me ask you another question, though. When you think of roommates so, or housemates, you sometimes think of young people. Now, right. I'm reading oh, I'm not. you're... I don't think of... Well, yes, yeah, but, you're, but I, I'm saying that what about older people? Me too. I'm actually, I'm more focused on the boomer generation, which is my generation. Mine because too. there are so many of us who are single and who That's are true. struggling to make ends meet, who are terrified about our futures, and we're lonely, especially post-COVID. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it, 
to have somebody in the house with whom you can have a casual, spontaneous conversation, just like, hello, how was your day? Kind of conversation can make a big difference to your mental state. We're not designed to live alone. We were designed to live in tribes and to see people all day and to be interacting all day. So this business that we're now living in this sort of isolated spaces where it's possible not to talk to somebody for three, four, five days, that is not natural. That is not human. <laughs> so I am like, I want to, I'm trying to push this and advocate for shared housing. I know that people are afraid to do it. I know that they fear their loss of privacy. They fear the bad housemate. But if they can get to manage their fears because they have a process that they trust. And one of the things about the process that I'm teaching or the framework that I'm teaching is there are all kinds of places where you can get off the bus. You know, so it's already happened for me. I had I I I, um, I sent out my announcement. I've created an email address that is anonymous through Google. Thank you, Google. And I've had two people write to, to me. I've had six people write so far. Two people were immediately knows for me. One was a guy who um, gay guy who wanted a place with his partner, and I'm like, nope, not living with a with a couple. Thank you. And so I wrote to him immediately. So that was one place I got. And another person was looking just very short term, and I want somebody to move in longer term. So I was able to say no right away. Sorry, thank you. The next phase is a phone conversation. And in the telephone conversation, that's where you can assess the person that you're talking to. And you get a feel for whether you like this person, right? Um, so you do a phone conversation that, first? Absolutely. Absolutely necessary because it's so much easier if, in fact, this person is not going to be a good fit for you and you can tell off the, off by the phone well, because you're it's similar going, to the dating. Yeah, it's similar to the dating apps, right? I think they start out with a call and if you, you know, if you don't click on yeah. the phone, then, you know, there's no point to go further. But that's what you have yeah. to do. Do you suggest they meet in person or do you think a phone call could be sufficient? So phone conference, phone is the first place. Oh, they have to meet later. I mean, if, if the phone conversation is green light, right, and you're right. saying, yes, this works, my must-haves, can't live with, match this person, I like this person. By the way, this is the place where if you are somebody who thinks you really don't want to live with a person of the opposite sex, but you didn't put that in your, in your thing, this is when you can say to the person, I'm sorry, um, this is not a good fit. Or if you don't want to live with somebody who's non-binary, I should remember that we have non-binary. But, you know, this is, this is the place where you can do that. Um, so assuming you have green lights, and everything's feel and you're going, ooh, 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 this might be a person I could live with, right. then it's time to meet. And when I did it, and when I wrote my book, I did it as, a, as if it was a really fast kind of transaction. I think older people um, want to slow it down. So go meet for coffee. Meet in person in some public place. And then kind of get a sense for this person. And, you know, one piece I'm saying is important is whether you like and respect the person. Do you have a good time talking to them? 
is it working? You know, <laughs> that kind of a thing. Uh, but at some point, you say, all right, it's time to have the person or go see the space, the actual space that's on, that would be the housemate's right. place. Now, and obviously, that, I was going to ask you, obviously, because someone once told me this um, gentleman I'm friendly with, he said the only reason I'm married uh, so long is because, I mean, he has like a mansion. So he says I never have to see her. Would you think that it's the small, okay, well, that's what he told me, and I, I think that he yeah. said otherwise, would never, does the, the, like, so does it make it more difficult, I would imagine, if the, the space is smaller? Of course. Um, so New York is tricky because spaces are so small, but I have heard of people um, sharing housing in those apartments that had a, a uh, a service room behind the kitchen, some of those West Coast, yeah. West Side apartments, um, or two bedrooms or so on. It's nice if the two, if, if the person, if the two people aren't actually sharing a wall between their two bedrooms, but that may not be possible in New York. Right. You have to, well, listen, New in New York City, everyone's used to it because it's, it's unaffordable. So this is great. Right. Okay, because if you're coming into New York City, the rents are astronomical, and people want to rent what they want to share because they can't afford it. And this is a good guide to helping them to find somebody, uh, you know, to share. And it's not just young people. So you're saying that 20... And you say 27% of the housing in this country are single occupancies. And you feel that people are lonely. Right, is... Yes, absolutely. So 27% of all households are single occupancy in this country. It's a phenomenal statistic. And we have an epidemic of chronic loneliness. Do you think any of those might be connected? Do you, do you, you know? say that? I mean, every time, every time I go to a presentation about chronic loneliness, why do we have chronic loneliness? The first thing is people living alone. Because well, I would imagine. Why? Well, I would imagine because I, I think during the pandemic, I mean, I, I think people really realized how lonely it can be. Okay. I mean, yes. I mean, I think that, and, and I think a lot of people are suffering from that. I mean, even though I don't know if they exactly have proof of it yet, but I think that it hurt a lot of people uh, being alone. No question. I, no question. And, and people have been very different about this idea of shared housing since the pandemic. I have felt the average shift. Yes. Anne-Marie, quick quick question. Is there any data or statistics on how many households actually have shared housemates? No. Like, like, (laughs) there's no data because there's no way to, no, there's no data. We don't collect that data yet. I'm hoping we will start collecting that data, but there, there, there's, census does collect people unrelated people living together, but you don't know whether those are long-term partners, lovers, in other words, or whether that's uh, uh, um, housemates. Um, But we don't have good, solid data on the number of people who are living in shared housing, and I wish we did. I would love to have that data. Now, Anne-Marie, you... 
ahead. I'm sorry. You finished. Yeah, no, no. Sorry, Dottie. That's something I'm going to look up with uh, Stats Canada this week. And, you know, it must be, you know, maybe you can noodle it with U.S. Census data. I mean, that would be a good thing to know about. I guess it's, I mean, a housemate technically, what would the sort of minimum definitional criteria be? Unrelated adults? Unrelated adults, yeah. Okay. But again, you don't know whether they're, you know, whether they are actually a couple living together or. Right. It could be a couple living together. I'm talking about them. Yes. Yeah. Um, Now, but you also said that you spent five years working on creating a nonprofit on a different subject. And I want to touch on this because I think this is important. Oh, so, so, you know, and now, um, you, this work is, you know, education. You do it's a social mission. So tell us a little about your nonprofit and how you donate to that. So Sharon Housing Inc. is a five hundred one c three organization, and we have our. I didn't get very creative, but we our website sharinghousing.org, O-R-G, um, is our, the face of our nonprofit, and there's a nice big donate button on that page. Um, and we love love support because it makes a big difference to us. Where no, you know, very, I, I I think this is so important. You know, I live in New York City, and I I see, well, you know, I just see how hard it is for people, and I just yep. see how people just you know just try to find people to live with them, and if you know if you. No, I've never, I've never, this is news to me, and it's, I'm going to really, really, in my real estate company, make sure that people see this, because it's really valuable Good. to have the process, yeah, because otherwise, you. no, I, I don't say that to say it, I, it really is, I mean, normally, what do you do when you need a roommate? You kind of advertise in the Village Voice or some kind of magazine, and you never know what you're going to get, and I don't think anyone exactly. really knows and no one knows how to, like, I'm listening to this and saying, okay, this, these are really good ways to screen people. I mean, nothing's a guarantee, but mm-hmm. if you can screen them, um, this is so much better. And I, this is the first I've heard of a service like this. I'm going to put it in my real estate company. I really think it's great. Yay! <laughs> I'm, I'm no. wor- I've been working on getting the word out, so thank well, you. Well, listen, uh, because I, I, would... I want people to do this, yes. Oh, somebody just wrote in. People could use her book as a dating guide also. So listen. (laughs) People have said that. Amory, (laughs) I'm going to have to call you because you have to come on again. There was a whole host of things I didn't get a chance to ask. I'm going to post all your information. And um, maybe you would come on the next couple of weeks again because really there was so much more I wanted to get to. You've been a great, great wealth of information. And um, I'm going to post all this again. Thank you, Anne-Marie, and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Dottie. We're going to be back right after the 11 o'clock news. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTH. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.